Next up, people love the internet. It is Dave. It's Duncan back for another album review and for the <laughs> review. <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, why am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm a fighter in the UFC. <laughs> oh, surf's up, bro. Uh, yep. Right, we have been checking out the new album from Newcastle, Newcastle Metal what? Quartet Creek. I would have thought you would at least try the Tyneside accent. I'm slightly. Oof. Can you? Can you? Nobody wants to hear that, Duncan. You you're, know how my accents are... often merge into other accents. Yeah, they all sound Australian. Thing. Every single one of them goes Australian. Australian. Well, we, we we touch Indian in there. There's no Indian in Australia. <laughs> Just all Australian. Yeah, it's all Australian. Um, fair enough. The uh, band's new album, Depth Perception, will be released on August 18th on Prosthetic Records. Following on from the band's 2020 EP, Better a Better Picture, Creek managed yeah, that's, to push... That's different than Better Picture. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Uh, managed to push their boundaries further still, finding room for experimentation within their chaotic vision. Citing influences such as Youth Forever and Sworn In, their background in hardcore is rarely far from view, but eerie Lynchian interludes... Oh, don't try and sell me with your fish, right? I didn't write this, Duncan. I didn't write this. Right, their PR guy's like that. He's clearly a lynch head. He's mentioned Twin Peaks about a hundred times on recordings. Mm. Write it for Duncan and <laughs> uh, Lynchian, I'll just say that again. Lynchian in the woods. <laughs> Clean vocals. What's that? We're going to add an extra 0.5? Think I'm going <laughs> to. Just metallic, like that. Metallic sensibilities contribute additional layers that elevate their sound. Lyrically and thematically, the tracks are saturated with pure emotion, fueled by, amongst other things, the anguish that accompanied vocalist Jack Dunn's mother with cancer. Using Creek as an outlet for his processing his feelings during that time, he comments, I was feeling guilty about my own emotions and going over things in a circle in my own head, trying to get to a point where I could try to become comfortable with them. Finding it easier to work through his feelings through his lyrics than to verbalise in real life, depth percep depth <laughs> depth perception. You were doing so well. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, something you almost got an... the better picture. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking hate me, right? <sighs> something of an, an anthology of dread, pain, mortality, and hope. The album took shape over several months between 2021 and 2022, with Connor Sweeney, formerly of Loathe, reprising the role he took on for Bitter Picture, producing, mixing and mastering the 12 blistering tracks. Well, that answers a question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The answer a big old question, so, yep. yeah. Uh, the, live record, the live recording uh, achieves the near impossible task of capturing the frenetic, unbridled vigour of their live show their angular metalcore punctuating an eerie soundscape permeated with anxious energy. So, Duncan, we're down the creek checking out <laughs> the new album from... No, no, Jordi. Um, I, I don't know... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd have guessed... New, especially with that accent, I wouldn't have guessed Newcastle, but I wouldn't have guessed this band were from... Newcastle, but I mean, but I'd, I actually had them pegged for the UK, so oh, I no, you didn't. 
Um, yes, well, you mentioned the band that I most thought they sounded like well, in this, enough. and they are from Liverpool. Well, that's true. I was just thinking that when I said that, I was thinking, low, they're from Liverpool, but don't sound like they're from Liverpool. Yeah, they're a fucking two-hour train ride or something. So, so yeah, location eh? means fuck all these days, don't Means it? nothing. Fuck all. I think all. we can scrap location, 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 <laughs> the Channel 4 programme, because it means nothing. Get, Get reruns of Dawson's Creek on. Um, I heard um, <laughs> I heard their 2020 EP, Bitter Picture. Bitter, um, yeah. And it's it's a very um, raw introduction to the band um, and the, the blend of sounds that they bring to the table, um, which, yeah, is somewhere in the ballpark of like a metalcore meets hardcore with a wee, wee new metal sprinkling in there as well. Ooh. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Um, but then... be new metal. Like, <laughs> like that. A bit that. Um, but there are some experimental touches in there too. Um, and this new album sounds like they've they've really worked on incorporating all of those styles, um, but in a much more um, impactful way. Um, because <laughs> when that guitar kicked in on. Crossroads. Oh, face melted. My eyes lit up like a fucking Christmas tree when that <laughs> that kicked in. I was like a fucking deer in the headlights. Like holy fucking Christ, mm. that tone mm. is thick. That and is... it gets more savage as well. They're like Crossroads is like a good entry to God the album. There are a couple of sections on here which are like thick, like eye wincing. You know, mm. like I like to the point where like I I felt pain. Yes, <laughs> listening to it, I was just like I fucking sims like what would happen if the Terminator had all the flesh ripped off his body and then he was attached to the back of a like lorry which dragged him through streets slowly while being driven over by a fucking concrete mixer <laughs> whilst an anime cartoon fucking piano drops in his head is like, that fucking heavy I, yeah. like, I got, to, like, got to a point where I was just like like only like only dogs and people that listen to savage metal can hear that tone mm. you know what I mean yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh. Um, extra thick just the way I like it Duncan yeah Get a thickness, can I yeah. get a thickness? Um, it reminded me actually when I, when I heard that there's a, a band I liked from years ago called uh, Life Forms, um, mm-hmm. way back in the when we did our previous website, um, they had an album called Multidimensional, and when it kicked in, I was like, oh, that's a wee bit reminiscent of uh, of that band and that album. Um, check out Life Forms Multidimensional <laughs> if you haven't. Um, but still the um, payroll, Dave, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but the, the the tone the tone on this album is just just really girthy, really just sounds sounds massive. Um, um, but the um, the aside from the the kind of thick tone, um, the the guitars are a little bit of like a like almost kind of like a Tony Danza type like fluidity um, to it. So like when when that kicked in, I was like, oh hold on. Hold on, we're, uh, we're we're ticking some boxes of mine right here. You just um, you just want to uh, like just for anyone that casually doesn't know Tony Danza's tap dance <laughs> extravaganza. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what he means. He doesn't actually mean Tony Danza. Not, <laughs> like, not actually Tony Danza. <laughs> like sometimes you, you can't short form things for people that because they were an obscure band. Dave, it wasn't as if, like they tripped okay. off the tongue of everyone. So 
Not sure. Tony Danza. Sure. Tony Danza wasn't lifting up a seven string going, <laughs> bow, bow. Like, he wasn't in between tap dancing and being no. in taxi. Um, you know I mean, that, that's not what happened. <laughs> taxi. Um, yeah, but the, uh, the, the guitars did remind me of that. So like instantly I was kind of hooked in. Um, the riffs are just fucking insanely good. Like you've got part Tony Danza, the band. Um, there's a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a kind of ion dissonance kind of feeling there. Um, you've got like a like a groovier kind of car bomb, um, but it, it's cool because it's not. It didn't feel like an imitation kind of way. Like there were there were plenty of moments in there where I felt like it sounded like Creek. You know, when they've got their own kind of thing going on, um, you'll hear character that is that is just them um that being said there is a riff on uh here in the woods <laughs> that gave me actual wood um oh. it's right right in the middle of the track and it is right out of the blood has been shed playbook i shit you not oh my god it's the second track on the album and they're a riff in the middle it's so fucking good it just reminded me of blood has been shed i was like oh yes fucking dave's in fuck it um but and i was all good with that i'm not i'm not saying that as like a like a negative on the band because blood has been shed are no more so if creek want to pick up that mantle i am all in i am that's where you went my brain went to don't take it a compliment that you gave me a hard on (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well yeah that's true um but what i really liked um was that in amongst this album of cluster bombs of fucking chaos um you know in amongst the the crossroads and the hair in the woods there are other elements that these guys have inserted into the mix that show you another side to this band um and these moments are cleverly situated in a place that allows the album to to breathe a bit more um because i think i think had this album been just a full album of like fucking crushing riff after fucking spine splitting riff um as cool as that would have been and that would have been cool um, yeah there's a time and a place for it. blood absolutely. has been shed dave but even blood has been shed had cleans and you know they had that that moment on the album where it kind of it softens <laughs> that out. moment on the album yes kind of yeah um <laughs> this i think this might have been I mean, it'd be really cool, but very relentless. Um, and maybe just, you know, maybe not a lot of balance to it. Um, but they add in these key features. And the first key feature to add to that balance is is that atmosphere, um, yep. which is, is, is subtly placed early on now. And you can hear it just, you know, a wee bit in the background. But then they start to fully expand on that um, on An Endless Black, which is a 40-odd second interlude. Um and, like, but that—that's a key. Like all the, all I think almost everything you mentioned here is are ideas that are introduced early in the background, but by the end of the album are prominent. And yeah. that to me is, well, you know what I'm going to say. That's fucking. That's that's attention to detail. That chef's kiss placement of songs, and that yeah. is a conceptual idea that pays off. Yeah, and I. Absolutely. Like that, you win me over when you do that. Like mm. if I'm picking that out mm. by the end of the album, and then on the second listen, I'm like, actually, that element wasn't there at the beginning, bubs. In the background, and then by the end, it was at the front, but it's yeah. all the way through it. Yeah. That's just really good songwriting. Yeah, it's clever um, because after that um, that interlude, it's the kind of preface to track four, which is doomed, and yep. that that track has more of that atmosphere um, coming out into the track, uh, giving this kind of like 
kind of feeling of dread um, that kind of sits in the background of these. Still, again, very heavy, very, you know, got the crushing riff still in there. Um, and it's a great kind of pivot on the album, which, which shifts the tone ever so slightly and breaks things up. So the album doesn't feel like you're getting the same thing on every song. Um, and it's smartly utilised throughout the release to give you either these moments of space and breathing room or sometimes a more stripped-back version of the band on the likes of Left of Heaven, which is a bit more trippy and minimalist, or I'm Not Alone in the Dark, which is stripped-back, a bit deftonesy in places, um, but still with that kind of layer of, of like scorched-earth kind of vocals from Jack as well. Um, which brings me on to the, the other element on the depth uh, perception, which works a treat, um, clean vocals. Yep. Um, Jack has a ridiculously savage tone, like his his screaming voice just rips through the album, um, really giving it huge energy, and there's just this unbridled emotion throughout the album. Um, you can feel it, every scream that he gives, you can feel that coming through. But there are drops of clean vocals um, oh. that are the kind of perfect kind of light to that darkness, um, and you first get that on Restless Dreams, which is... A real kind of breath of fresh air that opens that five. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like it's not yeah. as as like they're keeping that in the pocket. Yes, for five tracks. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's a tool yeah. that they can utilize. Yeah, it's a commercial tool that gets people in, and they choose not to use it until track five. Yeah, and that's a smart fucking move because it caught me completely off guard to the yeah. point where I was like that. Do they have like? Is this just like a guest vocalist or something <laughs> that's something like that? Because I don't yeah. read the press statement. Sorry, guys. Um, like so, like I, I like I thought. Or right, I think like guest vocals, mm. and then Queens continue to come in intermittently and yeah. track spaced out afterwards to the point where it's like, oh no, like they have that in their pocket. Yeah, like they're just they choose not to use it all the time, which is a smart fucking move. I thought it was really smart um, because I think if they'd used it really early on, it wouldn't have had the same effect. Um, so I'm glad they didn't saturate every track with it. Um, I think it maybe would have started to sound too kind of formulaic if they'd start using it on every song. But the fact they just drop it in on certain tracks, especially yeah. almost halfway through the album, um, yeah. added a real surprise to the album. And it added... Halfway through the album and almost two-thirds through that song. Yes. You know yeah. I mean, it's not even like, yeah. worst chorus singing. It's like, no, 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 keep it, hold. Yeah. <laughs> hold. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah, so like in that first part of the album, you're getting all that technicality, then they're adding in this atmosphere, and then track five, you're like, wait a minute, here's another yeah. fucking bomb for you, clean vocals, and it keeps you engaged that bit more, because you're like, oh, what else have these guys got that they're not fucking telling us about? Um, the, the choruses are really good, there's a chorus uh, on a Cold Shoulder, which is yeah. fucking awesome, one of my favourites on the album great clean clean melody a little bit kind of reminding me of like devil sold the soul which I, I really liked as well um but to be honest um i keep coming back to the riffs because i think the, the riffs alone <laughs> i think would would sell me on this album um yeah. there are like if you just like separate the riffs from everything else and just listen to them there's so much going on like there's so, so many well, it really they is. Don't, there's a there's a part of me that kind of feels like if you told me that the person that wrote these guitar riffs had like some sort of like ADHD. <laughs> I would believe that. They never yeah. really settle on anything. No. The, the difference on this one is though, I never felt like, all right, you've just done that for the sake of putting a technical element in. There's always yeah. a, like a, a, a natural switch in everything they do and they go all over the place on yeah. this one. Like the riffs never really stay static for any more than 30 seconds yeah. on any track. 
but they're they're so good that they're still memorable. Like if you yes. take a band like Carbomb, for example, who are all over the place, like with their yeah. their their technicality and their riffs, but there's so many parts of their albums that stick in your head. Um, and this yep. was kind of like that. That the, so many switch ups and so many end parts that were like a fucking like felt like that kind of Mortal Kombat fucking finish him kind of type moment. You're just like, yeah. oh fucking hell. Very Moorish um, and and technical enough that it isn't predictable in the slightest. Um, they're they're really good at giving you these little like 15 20 second riff bombs and then yeah. jumping onto something else but it never felt it never felt too disjointed that the songs started to sound disorganized um plus i felt like that layer of atmosphere that kind of weaves in and out kind of binds it all together as well mm-hmm. um i'd also i'd also lump the the drumming into that equation as well because without the the kind of clever footwork and the little kind of rhythmical changes um from robert wilkinson those riffs might not have landed quite as devastatingly well as they did. Um, so I need to give props to, to Robert. He's absolutely killing it behind the kit. His mm. playing is tight, like just ridiculous. Um, the uh, the production on this is also fucking crushing. Um, guitar tone, as I mentioned, is, is a girthy son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, and those, like, the, the parts when they kind of move into those kind of more dissonant parts just sound like so kind of demonic on the album. But I really like the drum sound as well. I think the, the drums have got plenty of punch to them. Um, the the bass drums are are nice. Um, got a nice kind of thudden sound, but they've got enough top end um, that the the accent, the, the riffs, and the kind of patterns really well. Um, bass frequencies as well, spot on. Um, through the heavy stuff, the bass is really giving that that thickness. But um, there's uh, there's moments on tracks like um, the early now the early hours knows my secrets and you can hear the bass starting to come more to the forefront yeah. in some little runs and stuff which is really cool. Um, it said it was recorded live. Um, I I don't know how much of how much of it is recorded live. Um, I don't know if I'd have guessed that it was live to be honest because it's it's got an ambience to it for sure, but it's yeah. also got the kind of weight of a like a really chunky studio production as well. Yeah. Um, so, and obviously there are like, there's little kind of glitchy kind of vocal effects happening every now and now and again, which are quite cool as well. So there's obviously some studio stuff going on, but um, I, I love the sound of the album. I thought it was super punchy, like massive sounding, um, which I think it just, the delivery of it is just fucking really good. Um, I don't think there's anything hugely negative to say about this um i think if if anything um i the only thing i felt was it was maybe a touch too long like there was maybe mm. just i felt like there's maybe a track too long on this um but then it's interesting you say that oh really yeah. <laughs> um however, I've, got, I've got a point to make in, all right in, okay in, yeah. um however when i thought about that i was like i don't know which track i would take out because they all kind of play their part in the, the kind of flow of the album. So yeah. I, I can see why they've kept 12 tracks in there. I just felt like by the end, I thought maybe it was slightly overlong. But um, yeah, that, apart from that, yeah, there's, there's similarities for sure. This, these, the genres that these guys are playing with, there's always going to be likenesses to other bands. You know, the, the low vibe is, is there. You can hear it pop there, its head up. Yep. Um, but I think I think these guys probably lean heavier on the technical side of things. Oh, yeah, band. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like loath so it feels a bit more intricate in places as well but yeah for the most part thoroughly enjoyed this right up my street um what about yourself what do you think yeah like so like i i kind of joked at the start there that when you mentioned loath i was like oh ding 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 um because that's literally like the, the first time i i listened to this 
the thing that like stood out to me is on Lowe's previous album, which I fucking adore, and actually the the longer it stuck with me, I think it scored really, really high at the end of the year for me. I think it was like my third favourite album that year. Mm. And hindsight now it might be my favourite from that year. I spin that album still to fucking death. Right? <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. And what this reminded me in a lot of parts is Loath have tracks. Mm. Where they don't do the deaf tonesy thing, right? Which are just, they're just fucking savage and they're glitchy and the guitar riffs go all over the fucking place and do these weird noises and all the rest. And there's a lot of that in here. Mm. And some of it is production, uh, specifically the way they include the the background noise, the actual atmospheric synth sounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guitar work, and just everything kind of grouped together, even vocals to an extent. But I was getting huge swaths of tons of other things, like just like fa- like falling in, just falling like like an avalanche. Um, Deftones are there, maybe not as much as a band that I keep mentioning this year. Wellhaven, there are slabs of Wellhaven in this, just like like that use of dark atmosphere, those punishing breakdown sections, just reminded me a lot of that. Also, um, LLNN, or that mm. use of just discordant thick savage noise it's in here as well um it's not as abrasive and i I, i'm using the word simple llmn is not simple but in comparison it's simple compared to the switch ups in this Mm. um interesting you mentioned car bomb car bomb i was thinking about as well like a really heavy candidia Mm. um like those elements where it's kind of it's on the spectrum of being kind of jazz inspired but it's not mathy yeah. Uh, by any stretch in the imagination what they do is they keep it within the 4-4 time they just fuck around what they can do on the guitar which mm. I really really love um, those moments which kind of felt almost Nemec like at times as well where they, they utilise a weird guitar slide thing that they're doing I, I, like, it sounds like a, like a Transformer masturbating I, fucking, <laughs> I, like, I absolutely love those elements and they're dotted throughout the big thing for me on this album the thing that just hooked me in straight away was a point you mentioned earlier on whereas this is an album that starts off at a place Mm. finishes at a place and there is a movement all the way through it and that movement of sound and texture and melody doesn't doesn't even really start reading its head properly until the interlude track three an endless black Mm. And then becomes part of like the mainstay sound yeah. on Doomed. Restless Dreams introduces a bit of melody and it continues to build. By the time you get to the title track, Depth Perception, you are getting like huge swaths of almost Deftones S melody, synths, this gravitas, more like everything's like evolved. It's like a Pokemon evolving. Everything's evolved up to the next level and it continues to do that right to the very end by the time you get to a head full of rain which is the final track which almost devolves back into this really glitchy really abrasive sounding track you kind of feel like this album has ebbed flowed and found its natural full stop and mm. um, i love that about this i think the attention to detail on that is is so smart and i also think if we don't point it out a lot of people will listen to this album and not pick it out yeah. because it's so smartly done. I don't know if that's... A, I, I would love to think that's a conscious decision by the band and the producer. Mm. 
I don't know if it is. I'm going to give them all the credit in the world, though, yeah. because I loved it. Um, I think there's so many moments on this that just, like, absolutely filled my heart with fucking dark joy. Mm-hmm. It's a very, 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 very bleak album. And, yeah. and, like, hearing more about the subject matter, that comes through. Like, I wasn't getting to the end of this album thinking, these guys have had a nice day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't think that. I, I genuinely felt that this was being pulled from somewhere dark. This this is pulled from life experience mm. as opposed to a Nickelback album, which is pulled from fantasy. Um, you know what I mean? Was he Did in you? San Quentin? Was he in San Quentin? Of course he was. No. <laughs> see. The only way he ever saw San Quentin was on a postcard. Right? <laughs> Like this, yeah. this, this album like feels like it's rooted in something. That mm. does feel like that bit of kind of expunging and exercising, like something that's been weighty on the soul. Mm. This is a soul purge of an album. The guitar riffs. I mean, maybe one of the most interesting albums I've heard this year, guitar-wise, mm. in that it just, I like, it never finds everything's memorable. Like mm. every riff, like by the fourth listen of this one, I was like, oh, <laughs> like I just like, I like fucking absolutely on the edge of my seat, just waiting for the next bit to jump in. I love that about this because it, like I said before, it feels like there's always a, a kind of a progression on a theme and mm-hmm. uh, the way it's designed, and it's. How he's going to remember all this live is beyond me. Uh, like, I, like, I don't know. It's, it's just so, it's so switchy. But and you mentioned the drumming. The drumming just carries us like mm. all the way through. You, you need that. Like some of those elements aren't nearly as punchy. Yeah. Um, the first time I heard the early hours, no my secrets. I thought this track had finished three times during it because of bits where it just stops. <laughs> And then comes back in again, and I was mm. like, "Oh, right, we're on." And no, no, this is still the same track. Uh, and it has like, there's a couple of breakdowns on this. What I love about them is they do the deathcore breakdown thing, but they never do a deathcore breakdown. Yeah, yeah. So they utilize the technique of everything out, and then noise, and then you're like, "All oh, right, we're going to finish on that one." And then they do it for like maybe like a four loop. Mm. And then they go bow, bow, but like you, you jump away somewhere else, mm. or they, they expand on it where other bands would finish on it. It's just an element they've used as opposed to finishing the track mm. is something to build towards the finish of a track. Yeah. And all the tracks in this album, fit, you're finishing this degree of importance and grandeur. Mm. My only gripe on this one is I'm a bit confused with the last two tracks. Right. The last two tracks both together feel like an idea which conceptually could be one track mm. um, we have I'm Not Alone in the Dark which is probably the most kind of jaggy short stabby bit here it's kind of used it, they have a couple of tracks on here that are used for kind of interlude and atmosphere mm-hmm. and I get the feeling this is kind of is supposed to be utilised for that before you get a head full of rain, which is just full on fucking punishing savagery to finish out. Mm. But I don't like it. Isn't a soft track, or isn't a track that lulls you into it? Isn't even a track that builds into it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a short savage track. Yeah. To be followed by a short savage track to finish it, and I don't, I don't get that conceptually. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not my album, 
it's not my vision. I didn't write it, so mm. fuck me, right? Yeah. And I'm fully aware of that. But as a listening experience, it's, it's slightly disorientating, mm. considering the rest of the album, to me, feels like it is crafted so well. So it's the only thing, mm. if I had to choose between the two, I don't know which one I'd drop. So I'm yeah. kind of in the Davy Camp here, where yeah. I'm like, uh, I kind of don't want to, like, that. So when someone asks me what my favourite kid is, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not allowed to answer that question, <laughs> even if I did have a favourite which because I'm on a recording, I don't, right? <laughs> like, you know, that, that way where you're kind of... So I don't know which one I'd drop, yeah. and I, I like them both for their different elements. I just don't understand the purpose of having the two of them side by side. Yeah. Almost to the point where... And I wouldn't even... I couldn't even move one of them ahead of Cold Shoulder because I think Cold Shoulder is the natural answer to the early hours, No My Secrets, because mm. it's the one that has the big Deftonesy hooky chorusy parts which are fucking amazing and lush yeah. mm-hmm. so you kind of have to have something savage after that mm. but then i really like the track so i don't know it's a, it's a conundrum that's going to stick with me probably until the end of the year but it's my only gripe i think the rest of the album is flawlessly placed i think the final two songs there's something there that doesn't quite work as well as the rest of it for mm. me. but i can't i not Confusing everyone, including the band, if they are watching this. Sorry, um, I don't know what it is, and I wouldn't. If I was you, I wouldn't remove any of them anyway. So mm. I don't know. I, there's just a there's a flow element that I hit that bit, and I'm like, ah, oh. mm. yeah. If I was in the movie Whiplash, like Dave loves, I would say, not quite my tempo, <laughs> but I wouldn't throw a chair at you. So there we go. Excellent. Um, so scores for depth perception by creek um i mean it's gotta be high it's gotta be high dude. it is, it is i mean like if you hadn't guessed this is a dave album this is like all the things that dave loves um riffs were awesome production was awesome vocals are absolutely on fire um drumming i'm a drummer i loved the drumming on the album as well um only thing was the length i was just i just felt it was just a touch i would have took one track out don't know which one but that was my only thing. So I'm going to go 4.5 out of 5 on this one. Duncan, where are you coming in with this one? Hashtag twinsies. Oh. Yeah, it's a 4.5. I, I think notwithstanding my small small issues that I have with it, and they are small, and mm. it's personal choice more than anything else, um, I think this is an absolute stormer of an album. I mean, mm. this is this is fucking great. Once again, I, I feel like I repeat myself a lot in these. The UK metal scene at the moment is, is just fucking awesome, and Creek are another example of another yeah. facet, which is at the highest level. Mm. You know, like all the bands we are, all the bands we mention as comparisons are bands that are understood established and known as at the top yeah. of what they do and i think creek sit comfortably amongst yep. them yep. and they're a young band this is a, yep. this is an early career album mm. and i feel like they are the the answer to the question that some idiot out there might be saying when they say i really like loathe but they're a bit too a bit too singy for me <laughs> i think creek are the band that answers that question yeah. i would also think that i think as a touring partner, I would love to see these guys open for load. Yeah, well, I was just thinking that the the elements that these guys have, they could fit comfortably on so many different bills. So many gigs, you could go yeah. to the the like that. You could go almost grindcore 
with these guys in support. Mm. And you could go to the extreme. It's the one thing you mentioned, which we never really touched on. You go new metally yep. as well, yep. and they would fit on that. Uh, like very 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 well I think the same way that everyone was confused when Deftones picked uh, Nemec to open mm. for them on their UK tour and they were like eh? and mm. I was like no I get it I get yeah. it I can imagine even like a band like Deftones coming over and saying we want Creek to open for us and I think yeah. that would work mm. I think they've got a sound which hits on all these different elements that is diverse enough that mm. they would I think live as well they're just going to gain fans yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, th- th- yeah, I, I I think this guy does very well to hide his scouse at, not scouse, that's Liverpool. <laughs> what do they call people from? Geordie. Geordie. Yeah. Right. Well, you look at me as if I should know that. They're not from Geordie. Georgetown, are they? Geordie, mate. Yeah, Geordie, mate. Another um, shrimp on the bar. <laughs> so, Creek, Depth Perception, out on August 18th on Prosthetic Records. Links below. Check out! to the band and to the pre-order check it out let us know what you think stick some comments in below Um, that is our review thank you for checking it out we'll be back with another review very soon but until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone (laughs) 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 (laughs)